Hi, and welcome to Women Who Love Jesus. My name is Kristen Stockfish, and this is episode three. I am so pleased to welcome my new friend, Lindsay Falls, to the podcast. She is someone who I first heard about listening to a different podcast because two women who I respect greatly, who teach the Bible and write books and have amazing wisdom to share with us, were asking each other, who is it that you follow online that you are encouraged by? And one of them said, there's this girl, Lindsay Falls, and every single thing she posts on the internet, I feel as though I'm closer to Jesus because of it. And so I said, who is this? And I am going to find her. I started following her and I felt the exact same way. What a gift in the land of social media to have someone who is not only encouraging us, but pointing us back to truth. And that's what Lindsay does very well. So she was gracious enough to join us for the podcast. And in the midst of knowing her a little bit better, I found out she lives only about 20 minutes away from me. So that's kind of awesome too, a fellow Austin girl. So Lindsay is a wife. She is the mother of three boys. And you will find just the deep well of wisdom that she carries. So enjoy this with me. Take some notes on some of these things that she shares. And I will see you on the other side. Yeah. 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 You're totally right. Okay. Well, I want to just get into it. Can you tell us just a little bit about you, where you live, who you live with? And, um, how it, how it came, let's just start with why you love Jesus. What, tell us a little bit about that story and why he's so compelling to you. Yeah. Um, so my name's Lindsay. I live in Austin, Texas with my husband and we have three kids that are eight, six, and three. Um, I'm mainly a stay at home mom and I also write when I can. Um, and on top of that, I just, love my local church and I'm pretty involved there. And I love my neighborhood. Like my actual neighborhood is also a really big part of my life. Hmm. And so that's a little bit about me and what I do. Um, Why I love Jesus. Well, I actually kind of had a conversation with some friends today about just the origin of my love for Jesus. Of course, he always loved me, but me Hmm. loving him back. Um, just kind of started when I was young girl. I didn't really grow up in a Christian home. Um, I met a neighbor friend down the street and um, became really good friends with their family from the time I was about eight, nine, ten. I started playing with this fam- this little family's daughter um, quite a bit, and they just had something that I wanted. Mm. They um, just the way that they lived their life in terms of their parenting and their marriage and the hospitality that they had in their home, um, just the way that they had ordered their priorities in their life, all of that stuff just kind of was like, whoa, there is a whole world to Christianity that I didn't know existed. Mm. And so I feel like God just really wooed my heart in through this family. Mm. Um, And that is kind of where I started falling in love with Jesus is that they would take me to their youth group and they would take me to their church. And, um, and I got to see who God really was and what he was like through them. Hmm. Um, and I think loving him back kind of all 
stirred around the more I know his heart and the more I know the things that he loves and the more that the, I know the passions that are on his heart. Um, and I can align myself with what he loves. I feel like that is an expression of loving him back. Hmm. But I also just think that the daily devotion and the daily intimacy is just kind of the fuel to love him back in that mm-hmm. expression. Yeah. So has that from a young age, has that daily disciplines, have, has that come easy for you or has that been seasonal and a bit of a struggle or tell me a little bit about that and what that practice looks like? Yeah. Um, so I think certain aspects of it came naturally to me and then certain aspects or seasons, it, it got more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that and they had a copy of the Bible, which was called the Youth Bible, sitting on their coffee table in their lobby, and I wanted it so bad. I I had no other way to get a Bible, Mm -hmm. and I went up and asked the employee at the desk if I could have that Bible. And And you're um, 10, Lindsay, by the way. This is is amazing. Okay, keep going. (laughs) And so... I got that Bible. I knew nothing really about the Bible. Like I probably started in Genesis. I didn't (laughs) know. Why why wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 I I didn't know like what books Jesus was in and which ones he wasn't. I didn't know this was a really watered down translation made for kids. (laughs) I didn't know the Bible wasn't written in English. Hmm. I just originally anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I just picked it up and started reading it and I found books that I liked and then I just would skip ones that I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something like I'm all for the deep dive into the scriptures through, you know, Greek word studies or exegetical studies, but there's something about just stripping everything away and just humbly coming to the word and saying like, just, I'm here for it. I'm here Mm -hmm. for you to just teach me whatever, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and to just come without any kind of agenda and just, um, say like, Lord feed me. Like when I was 10 and was reading that youth Bible in my room and it was just me and God, like reading a horribly translated Bible, like he Mm. spoke to me, you know? And, um, and I think other seasons as I, as I matured more in my faith, there were other times when I felt frustrated that I couldn't, um, you know, I couldn't sit down to read the word and seem to come up with like a, a passage that I could exegete like my pastor mm-hmm. or like, you know, I couldn't come up with a sermon or like, why does this person seem to get so much more out of it than I do? And I felt you know, is it bad for me to be over-reliant on supplemental materials or can I just go to it and just read it? I want to be able to go to it and really just get a Mm -hmm. lot out of it. Um, And so I kind of ebb and flow. I, right now I'm studying the Bible with very few um, supplemental materials and I'm just like, God, speak to me. This is your word. I have the Holy Spirit inside of me who is the teacher that is going to teach me all things. And then sometimes I'm like, you know, I really believe God divinely led this person to create this resource for me to help him help me understand the word better. So, um, so I kind of go back Mm -hmm. and forth between that as far as just the discipline of scripture Mm -hmm. goes. Um, as far as prayer goes, I feel like my 
number one thing that I have to remember is that I have to be honest. I just have to show up as honest as I can because sometimes I I go to it and I'm like, okay, I've got to have my Thanksgiving yes. and then my praise and my adoration yep. and then my supplication mm-hmm. and then my intercession. And then I'm just like, oh, I've got like this to-do list in mm-hmm. prayer now. And that's not what it was meant to be. Like I'm supposed to be communing with the God of the universe so honestly yes. right now. And I notice every time I come to him with feeling like, I have a, a list of things to do here in your, in your presence. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I never walk away like satisfied and, f- you know, filled yeah. by him, but the more and more I just come to him um, with humility and honesty, like the more I actually get yes. filled up by him. I, I love that so, so much, Lindsay, because I think of him as a divine version of really any other relationship. And I think even about my husband, if the only communication I had with him felt forced or it was a long list of things that I needed from him, um, how intimate would our relationship feel? And it's so cool to think back to the people in my life that I would say there is a deep trust established there. And it's because there's an open and honest communication happening and it's two ways. Um, and, and I think Mm -hmm. I'm the same way when I feel distant from God, I'll get that question a lot from different people. He just feels far. Like he's not, I don't feel like he's near. I used to, but I don't, I feel like sometimes my first Mm -hmm. thing that I say is when was the last time you were like gut wrenchingly honest with him because like want to burn the journal after you (laughs) write the words honest with him because he can handle, he can handle it. He knows it anyway. And what an inroad then to, to trust him more because he, he loves, he loves our heart just the way that it is. And he wants our heart just the way that it is. And I just, I love that story too about, um, you being 10 and reading the word and how God can use that and God can speak. Cause I'm just thinking about anyone that's listening that maybe hasn't read the Bible ever or hasn't read the Bible in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it does seem so intimidating, but that is just, I hope that's just sweet encouragement mm-hmm. for them that they can pick it up. And if you just have the faith of a small little mustard seed to say like, God, I don't know what I'm doing or where to start, but would you speak to me? I believe that he will. And he did mm-hmm. through you. So that's really cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. love it yeah um I want to there was one post I was reading on Instagram that you wrote about just the power and the freedom that comes with confession and repentance and I feel as though Mm -hmm. in the church that this seems to be something that we don't talk about that much and maybe it depends on the church and um but I have found the same thing to be true that I think sometimes when we think about confession there can be this connotation that I am bringing up what is bad in me and that will make me, Mm -hmm. leave me feeling worse. And I just, Mm -hmm. I would love for you to talk a little bit about just rhythms and confession, what that looks like for you. If it's just you, if there's others involved and kind of how that plays out in your faith walk in your life and the benefit of it for you in particular. Yeah. Um, It's honestly been somewhat of a recent revival Mm -hmm. in my faith. Um, I think that when I thought confession and repentance, I either thought, oh, this is this is way too religious and this isn't something that we need to practice anymore. Um, But I think that what God has showed me 
um, is like that verse in James where it says, confess your sins to one another and you mm-hmm. will be healed. And um, the thing about confession is that you're bringing what's in the darkness into mm-hmm. the light and in the light is where the healing is. And so um, especially in terms of like sin, like I always thought, you know, okay, if I have some sin, I can confess it to a close friend. But what I have realized is we absolutely have to confess our weird yes. thoughts. Like sometimes we just have thoughts that go through your mind and it's like, wow, did I even yeah. think that? Like that, that does not even seem like it's from me, but it went through my mind. So how did this happen? And like, um, those are the things that I think the enemy can really like uh, let fester. Yes. And that can really become like a a lie that becomes deeply implanted. And that's when like strongholds take place. And that's when like um, lies become uh, agreed with and they become, um, you know, really bearing negative fruit and sinful fruit in your life. And so um, it's kind of a thing that's kind of started in the culture of our church, like I feel like when we are in smaller intimate groups and we can say like, Hey, does anybody have anything to confess? And it's not just like, Hey, you're in trouble. Come confess everything. But it's like, Hey, does anybody need to get free Mm -hmm. of something right now? Like, has there been anything like tormenting you? Any lies going through your mind? Is there something that you just can't seem to shake that is going through your mind? And uh, like as more, as time has gone on and I've heard more stories and I've known my own story, like when things go unconfessed, they just yes. turn dark. And so, um, so I think that like confessing those things, those weird thoughts, those like um, just the thoughts that go through your mind that just seem so, you know, so out of place, like you just can't even believe you thought them. Like confessing those only leads to like getting more yes. and more free. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I, I love the idea that even that so much of it, if you have been walking with Jesus for any length of time, maybe those most blatant and obvious sins that others could see as far as your actions go, maybe God has done his work to sanctify you to the point where that might be, might not be your exact struggle anymore. But I think just highlighting the fact that most of this battle will be in our mind and that it's Mm -hmm. so easy because it's only us that thinks it it's so easy to keep it in the dark because no one else can see what we're thinking and no one else can hear it Mm -hmm. so it's just that's powerful and to be able to say that and use other people and trusted sources that can do the same thing and I love the scripture too in James that it's a it's a promise straight from God that we can be healed so I love that there was a there was a time that I was thinking some pretty destructive thoughts from a past relationship and I called my sister who's kind of like my go-to and I confessed this thing that I was thinking and I it took me a while though to even spit it out because I was so ashamed and she (laughs) once I said it and I kept talking. She said, Kristen, have you noticed that like your voice completely changed right after you said it and you got it out in the light? Your voice was just you again. And that was such a cool word picture for me of even just speaking it, speaking it to someone who loves you and knows you and that you can trust. You can that was healing for me. Mm-hmm. Exactly the yeah. how it played out in 
James. That was, that was just the coolest thing. So I love it. I love the emphasis that you have on that and the freedom that you can gain from it. Um, speak, just speaking of freedom, are there specific things these days, either a verse or a mantra or something you're specifically reading or way of thinking or praying anything like that, that's specifically setting you free, like more and more free each day, anything just currently? Um, you know, I have done a lot of work on freedom and victory, (laughs) a lot of inner work on that in my life. And, um, like the word of God says, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And, um, it goes on to say, not just knowing the truth, it's when the truth is implanted in you. And that kind of involves like the truth going from head to heart. And, um, and so there have been lots of times where I have just had to have certain scriptures around me all the time, had to have them on note cards, have had to write them on my mirror, have had to declare them when I wake up in the morning and want to declare them all day long. And honestly, declaring the truth has honestly been something that has really helped transfer everything from head Mm -hmm. to heart. Um, There's something that changes when it goes from like, okay, this is what the Bible says to like, I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to put my faith on it. I'm putting all my Mm -hmm. weight on it. I'm going to bring my mouth into agreement mm-hmm. with it and I am going to align my actions with it. Like all of those things of getting your physical body, getting your tongue, getting your words, like um, just completely aligned with that truth. I think that has been something that has set me more and mm-hmm. more free. Um, so I don't really have a mantra or anything like that, but really the practice of having declarations um it's that has really helped me just get more and more free I love that can you give a, just a mm-hmm. practical example cuz i know of that word but i would love to know what that looks like when 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 yeah. you wake up like what does that look like throughout your day yeah so Basically, you can take any scripture or any just truth from the word of God and turn it into a statement um, such as like all the like I feel like every time I turn on Instagram or something, somebody's saying like Psalm 91 is the go to verse right now, like for coronavirus times. And instead of saying like he who dwells in the shadow of the most high Mm -hmm. will be protected or or taking that verse like this, I can say, I dwell in the shadow of the most high. Mm-hmm. I am protected. Mm-hmm. And taking that and, and instead of reading it, you know, reading it in the form that it was written, but inserting your name, inserting I, or like um, trying to think of another verse. Um, I mean, there, you can literally do it with any single verse, like even just the verse in James we just talked about, about confessing their, your sins to one another and you will be healed. like, I can turn that into a statement saying when, like I confess my sins and I will be healed. It's taking the word of God and making it. Um, I mean, I'm not like a grammar Nazi. So someone out there that might be listening to this might be, but like a present active 
participle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that sounds like a, a gram- uh, maybe not a Nazi, but a grammar someone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like taking, taking a statement and making it present and making it mm-hmm. active. Oh, that's good. And Lindsay. that, yeah. that is just bringing your mind into agreement with it. Um, if anyone out there listening to this wants like further, um, like how to with doing declarations, um, there's a guy named Steve Backlund that has a ministry called Igniting Hope. And he has taught me everything I know about making declarations. And wow, so love that. look him up, look him up if that's something you want to get more and more into. I will link to that too. So people can find that just by clicking on this show for sure. That's, that's okay. awesome. I think yeah. it just, it reminded me when you said just present and active, just the promise in Hebrews that God's word is living and active that if we take mm-hmm. the the chance to be able to stand on that that it will do something in us it's a mystery but yeah. it will do something in us yeah. and change us in ways that we could never change ourselves in any kind of self help kind of way um yeah I love that. And I'm going to just start declaring truth tomorrow. I think I yeah. I think sometimes the enemy will get in my way just subtly to say, it's the same if you just kind of read it, or it's the same if you think it, but there is something so powerful, just like you said yeah. about speaking it with your actual voice. There's some kind yeah. of faith builder that happens in me when I can say something out loud and hear my own voice declare something. Um, that's really powerful. And I feel like things change when that happens. So I love that. I, um, I, another thing that I stumbled upon, I think the very first thing that someone sent me that you were doing online was just a very, it was a, it wasn't super long, but you talked a little bit about prophecy and you talked about like the, Mm -hmm. if there was a prophecy one-on-one, this is a little bit of what I'm learning and what I know. And I was super intrigued by that because I want, I want to be a woman who loves Jesus more and more every year. And a lot of that means the mystery of him that I don't, didn't know last year. Like I want to walk into that and I want to see more of his face and I want to know more of him. And this is one area that I would say I know some about, but I would love to know more. And I, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that the average listener would probably say the same thing. So what do you know, Lindsay, teach us, like, what do you know about this and where, Uh, where are you in that journey? And (laughs) Give us a little 101 if you can. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to. Um, so it's it's been, I would say, a relatively new part of my journey. I've um, been in a, in a church that really believes in the power and the gift of prophecy and wants people to be equipped in it and walk in it for about four mm-hmm. years now. Um, so this has obviously been around since before Jesus walked the earth, but it's new to me in the past four years of my life. Um, So prophecy is basically hearing the Lord and speaking what he says. And it's believing that we can hear and are able to hear Mm -hmm. the voice of God um, that is not necessarily right there in black and white in the scriptures. Um, It's it's words that comfort, um, that exhort, and that edify. So it's words that are going to build someone up through giving them comfort or encouraging them or really empowering them to step into who God has made them to be and what is what he is asking them Mm -hmm. to do. Um, So those are kind of like the three like streams of prophecies, um, comfort, exhortation and edification. Mm -hmm. And so 
basically what that looks like is just, you know, when you have developed that intimacy with God or when you have that relationship with God, it's just having the ability to listen and say, God, what would you say to this person? Mm -hmm. Like if you could just give them a word right now, give them something right now. Um, and it's just being open to hear his voice, whether that is, um, just intuitively through a word that he puts on your heart or through a picture that he brings to your Mm -hmm. mind, um, or a vision that he gives you in your mind's eye or a story or a song that he reminds you of, or a dream that you have and just say, okay, God, what does that mean for this person? Will you give me like a meaning for why I saw the color yellow or a meaning for what it means for me to stand under a waterfall, which is like a, a vision he keeps mm-hmm. giving me. Um, and basically just going and telling that person. Yeah. And I got to tell you, we need this gift because sometimes everybody else can see like the gifts in us or like the strengths That's we right. have or can hear from God so clearly or give us the comfort that we need Um, more than we are able to give it to ourselves. And this is the way that we can become interdependent as a body and build each other up through this gift. Absolutely. And I can tell you, if I think about the number of times in my life when I have felt the, the most loved by God, it has always been when I've gotten a prophetic word from somebody. Um, Cause it's like, Oh, I had this thing like going on in my life and you know, I'm praying about it and I'm just not really getting the clarity that I would like to have. But then like, I'll go to church and someone gives me a word and it just takes what is like murky in my brain and like makes it crystal clear. And I'm just like, God, whoa, you like loved me Mm -hmm. enough to like put it on this person's heart to listen to you and share this word with me. And now I just, I feel so much more equipped and empowered and like loved because of the way you used this gift and this tool. And so um, it starts off with just listening to God and being able to take a risk and say, you know what, this could be God, it could be me, but I'm going to just step out and say this to this person and just see what God does with it. Because there have been so many times where I think, you know what? I'm pretty sure my mind just made this up. I don't think I heard that from God. Like, I think that picture was just something random that flashed through my mind, but then I just go out and share it with that person. And they're like, Oh my gosh. Like that just spoke to me. Mm -hmm. Like that gave me the boost that I needed or the comfort that my heart was longing Mm -hmm. for. And so when we tap into this gift, which Paul says, like, I earnestly desire that you all would prophesy Mm -hmm. So this is a gift like God is willing and ready to give to whoever wants to use it. You don't have to, this is an an award. Like we often say in our church, this is an award. This is a gift. So go ahead and take it if you want it. Mm -hmm. Um, um, This is one tool we have to see the church built up like never before. And in a time where it seems like everybody wants to criticize the church or criticize people, Like we have a tool to build them up and see them walk in their destiny and see them experience and encounter the love of God through using the gift of prophecy. Wow. I love that. I was listening just recently to someone talk about just hearing from God and what that looks like. And 
your story about it seeming kind of muddled or murky in your own mind, but someone else can have Mm -hmm. great clarity is something that they touched Mm -hmm. on. And I think it's so beautiful that God would often, not every time, but often do it this way, that he would include someone else in your journey. So yeah, so the church is edified and is lifted up and there's more yeah. trust established there. And I love even the streams that you talked about and what a great lane and funnel for our friends that may want to hear from God and may want to try this. And they're not sure if it's from them or if it's from God to know if this is comforting if this exhorts someone or if this is edifying to the center of the overall church, like what a great lens to look through and to then say, no, I'm going to say it because it is comforting or this is something that will build them up or encourage them. And it may not be Mm -hmm. what they need even in that moment, but maybe a year from then or two weeks from them. Oh my gosh. Remember what that happened to me. And I think that um, God can use it in many different ways and in many different seasons in his perfect timing. So whenever I get that like weird Holy spirit sense that he is telling me to do something that seems a little weird or say something that seems a little weird. I always remember like, Holy spirit, you're just, you're kind you are a little weird. Like you, (laughs) it's kind of who you are. Like you're amazing and holy. So compared to this world, it will, it might seem a little weird, but when I'm never sorry, when I go out and just step in obedience, even if it seems like, what even was that? Or what did I even say? I'm never mm-hmm. sorry on the other side because I'm like, okay, God, I, at least I know that I did it and I may have know what happened and I may never know, but at least I can walk away just at peace knowing that I really felt like you were leading me to that. And even though I felt so strange, you, you, I did it. So you can do with it what you want. Yeah. And I, I love that. Um, yeah. If someone were to yeah. just wake up tomorrow, take out their journal, take out their Bible and say, okay, I don't know if I've ever heard from God, let alone like, I don't know, or it's been a really long time. What would you say? Like, here's the, here's what I would do if I was brand new to this, I would wake up I would, would you write it down? Do you like, what would you tell that person? That's just like, I've never tried this before. I'm desperate to hear from God, but I just don't know if I can. Um, I would say, I think like we give ourselves so much credit for I, things that I think mm. are God. And so I, I try to, I try to look at what I'm hearing or what impressions or what is kind of stirring in my heart. And just remember, like, God has used this imagination and he can, he can use the, just the ways that my brain is either thinking like creatively or uh, whether just the mental pictures in my mind and just think like this, remember this mind has been sanctified. Like we have the, the mind of Christ. And of course we have a responsibility to renew our minds with truth. But if I'm thinking of something good noble, excellent, praiseworthy, Mm -hmm. like things that are good. I'm pretty sure that's coming from God. And so I would just say, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about your family or starting? Mm -hmm. Just what is going through? Just put it on paper. And a lot of times I get pictures or something, or I get a word like, and then I just go and like, look it up in the Mm -hmm. Bible. Like if like, 
you know, kind of like the example I gave earlier, God kept giving me a picture every morning when I woke up of me standing under a waterfall. And so I just went to the word and I looked up waterfall. And so I wrote down every verse that had to do with waterfalls and it just kind of made me have a more full picture of like what Mm -hmm. he was putting Mm -hmm. in my mind's eye. Um, And so just, I would just say, write down everything. Like, obviously if it doesn't align with the word of God or if it, the fruit of it is not good, then yeah, that's obviously not from God. Um, But just remember the truth is that his sheep know his voice and they follow him. And so if you're his sheep, (laughs) You know his voice. It may take time for that voice to get more clear. Um, The way someone described it to me when I was really learning to hear God's voice is like, I didn't know this person very well. If I called you on the phone and it was all staticky and it was breaking up, like you might not be able to tell that it's me because we've Mm -hmm. only talked once. But if your mom Mm -hmm. called you, And it was staticky, breaking up, hard to hear, quiet, whatever. Like, you'd know your mom's voice because you've talked to her so many times. There'd be no way that you could miss her voice. And so the more and more you talk to God, the more and more his voice becomes familiar to you. So so keep investing in that secret place. And, like, you will be able to... Um, keep growing in your ability to hear God's voice. And honestly, I'm still doing yeah. that myself. Like I have had, I've had a taste of it, yeah. but I want more. So it's so good. Yeah. I, when I first mm-hmm. started on that journey, very similar wisdom was given to me. And also the person kind of leading me through that was saying, just start by asking. If you feel like you're hearing nothing, just start by asking what he thinks about you or just, you know, it's very, it's pretty level ground to say, God, like, Mm -hmm. what are your, what are your thoughts of me? Or what are your feelings towards me? And there's so much scripture that can back that up as far as what, what we know God Mm -hmm. knows and feels about us. And, but it's just different when it can be written out in your own words and your own thoughts. And so that was always really helpful. And someone said in that regard, when it comes to God's thoughts towards you, if it seems too good to be true, like that's Jesus. <laughs> if, if it seems like, wow, mm-hmm. I don't know if it could be that good. Like that is the gospel in a nutshell yeah. is good, good news. So, yeah. um, so that was really yeah. helpful to yeah. me too, because I would start to write something down and I'm like, wow, that just seems like you would, that's a lot of love. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Kristen, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. So, um, that, yeah. I love that. And I hope and pray that whoever is listening would just take a step on, on, including me, that it would be something that God puts in deep into my heart that I would yearn to just wake up early to be quiet before him and just listen to his voice so that when my day gets louder and busier, I have put in the time, like you said, in that secret and quiet place so that when the volume goes up, it doesn't mean that I miss him anymore because I, like you said, we recognize that voice even when things around are crazy or loud or whatever. So um, that's good. Really good. I have been now kind of, I'm going to transition a little bit into 
just a little bit about Enneagram. I'll just say it really fast, but I'm a two. I thought I was a three for the longest time. And you are, I don't know if I know what you are. Do I? I'm a And I, so this would make sense to you. I, my sister who I mentioned before is a four and I grow into a four in health. And so I've learned so much this last year about emotions and Jesus and how those two play together beautifully. And I think for a long time, that wasn't something that was super valued in my relationship with God. And so tell me what that looks like for you. When are they trustworthy? When do they hurt us? When do they harm us? And just your relationship with God and how the emotional part of your heart plays into that. Yeah. Um, Emotions are really important to me as a a four. We're known as kind of the most emotional type out there. So I mean, of course, we all, every single person has emotions. Um, I would say it's really important for me. I, I mean, I think I think the teachings that I had about emotions were so much along the lines of, like, don't be led by your emotions. Right. And I agree with that. Like, don't be led by your emotions. But I also have recognized that it is actually very important for me to feel yeah. emotion. Um, and so I, like, I have to tell people, like, if I'm not feeling anything, I feel dead. Like I need need to feel something. I like feeling sad. Sometimes I like feeling sentimental. I like feeling joyful. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to have emotions. So the biggest thing is I feel like I've learned to more separate my emotions from what Mm -hmm. is true. Um, because I don't want my emotions to, I don't know, even just, just a stray, but like into like inaction, like my, my tendency is not to like, um, my, my tendency is more to like relax mm-hmm. and, you know, more be lazy than be like a, you know, hustle overachiever yeah. type of person. Um, so I think with my relationship with God, I have learned that it's really important for me to actually harness my emotions. Mm-hmm. If there is something that I like, I want to actually feel my love for God. Um, or I actually want to like, feel like Holy spirit led to like start something or do something or write something, but I'm not feeling it mm-hmm. right now. It's really important for me to lead my emotions and just like, I was kind of telling you before, like make those declarations. Yeah. Like, um, like I often don't feel like writing, but I do want to write. And so I'll I'll often say things like, Hey, Lindsay, your words are powerful. They matter. Mm -hmm. They're changing Mm -hmm. things. I, we need you to show Mm -hmm. up here. Like I have to look myself in the eye in the mirror and just give myself that pep Mm -hmm. talk. And even just if I like music is really powerful to me, if I need to actually harness my emotions and I want to be like, either getting something done or relaxing or whatever I'm needing myself to, to feel so I can get my body like obeying yeah. in that direction. Like it's really important for me to find things outside of myself that um, can help me harness my emotions so that I can get my body. That's so good. <laughs> yes. And knowing yeah. yourself enough to know that is your process. That is how I get yeah. to where I'm going. And of course, based off of personality and 
has wired each of us that is going to look totally different. But I love that you know it. I think the power comes in knowing what you need in order to get to that place because yeah, it's just so easy for disobedience to just be very subtly a part of my everyday life if I don't know process to get me to the point where God is really using me. And so, and a lot of times that doesn't mean that it's mm-hmm. a really big and amazing thing I'm doing. I'll, most often obedience in my life looks very like who's right in front of me and what am I doing right now in this very moment. But um, the, the fact that you know what it takes, I think is the important part. So props. That's yeah. really, that's really cool. I, um, I'm going to just end things by asking you just a series of both kind of fun and maybe a little deep questions. Um, just so we, we can Sounds know good. you and a little bit more outside of just your heart for the Lord, which is so beautiful, Lindsay. Wow. It's just, yeah, you need to keep writing. You need to keep speaking. Hmm. It's really cool to see even Thank through a you. phone call to see Jesus come out through you, but um, okay, if you had to have a dream job, and it doesn't mean that you're qualified or that you're good at this, what would your what would your dream job be? I mean, like writer, speaker, yeah. Bible teacher, okay. yeah, and that has yeah. been for a long time, or that's new. Um, I mean, I was teaching my stuffed animals the Bible when oh, I was like nine. Your, so your Bible I mean, that you got from the hotel, that one. Yeah, I mean. Okay. So before that I had like a pamphlet that had a few scriptures in it that I got at my friend's VBS. And so I was, I was teaching the Bible to my stuffed animals when I was nine. So I love it so much. I I think I'm just like a teacher. Like I want to see people grow and change and like know Mm -hmm. the Lord. Like even, even just the other career paths that I have kind of gone down. I was, I was in food and nutrition for a little while. Like, I just want to, like, give people tools to help them have a yeah, better life. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm like an equipper. I'm a teacher. Like, I just want to give people what I know and help them. And so the most important area of life I feel like that I can help people is, yeah, yeah to be a Bible yes. teacher. I don't know. If, if I had just, like, a fun job that was just, like, Maybe not my calling, but it was just like something yeah. fun for me. Like I would love to be like a naturalist. Like I would love to just be like an earth science weirdo and just go out in the nature and just learn about. Those. I love that. <laughs> so oh yeah, yeah. If that if I just had a job for funsies, that's kind of oh what my I would gosh, do. I love that so much. Uh, yeah. Okay, if you who are you watching right now? that you are encouraged by and it could be someone just in real life or it could be someone online maybe you could give both one in real life and one online who are you just watching to be like I don't I know I'm not going to be her or him but the way that they live their life with Jesus I am watching them and I want I want that same kind of spirit in myself uh, okay I, I think the the easiest one that's coming to my mind first is, um, my local one. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with my local one first. Um, a couple at my church, Dave and Dee Bresman, if they're listening to this, they're my biggest inspiration. <laughs> they, they lead our, our discipleship school at our church. Um, they pretty much like any way that they can pour their life out for Jesus. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just like always people in their home, including me sometimes. And 
they're just like, just like every single thing they've got, they're running after the Lord with all of it, all their time, resources, possessions, everything Mm. is all for God. And yeah, that just inspires me. Um, online. Oh man. Um, I don't know this, this, I'm going for someone that's probably not very well known, but they inspire me like crazy. Um, there's a Bible teacher, um, named Peter Lewis at the upper room church Mm -hmm. in, in Dallas. And I, I find every Peter Lewis sermon I can get my hands on because he, his love for the Lord just like drips from him. Like if I can, anytime I can hear what he's got to say, I'm like all ears. I like there just the revelation that God has poured out on me through him has like, like I, I, I tell people this might freak people out. So I'm sorry if this freaks anyone out, <laughs> but I'm like slain in the spirit mm. when I listen to sermons. Like I just, mm-hmm. I literally like the power of God just so comes off from what he says that I just can't even walk oh anymore. It's just, yeah. So yeah, he's a big inspiration to me. He's not someone that you would, you know, find Instagramming their whole day, yes. you know, but that's not really my type of inspired yes, anyway. Amen. <laughs> so yeah. that's anyway. awesome. Yeah. And if you had an hour or two to do absolutely anything you want by yourself, what would, what would you take the time to go do? And it can, you can answer it however you want. Oh, that sounds so <laughs> nice. <right now. laughs> so true. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, because you know, in case anyone's listening to at any other time right now, we're in shelter in place in coronavirus season or whatever. I have not been out and about a whole lot lately. So I think, I think right now, like one thing that God has really taught me this year is the value of silence and solitude. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's something that I need because my life is very loud. I have to create silence. Otherwise it's just not going to happen. Um, so I have really, I would probably spend like the first hour of that, like going for a run because moving my body just helps me connect with, um, like it's, it stills me enough that I have to just like listen to God. Um, and then the second hour would just be like spending with my best girlfriends that, know my soul and challenge me and ask me good questions and I get to hear their stories and hear what's going on in their world. It's like girlfriend time yes. fills me up and also a good bit of a yes. long time fills me oh up Oh my too. gosh. It's so true. I think about just how when we first moved here, having conversations with other moms who also had kids and I'm like, at this rate, in the broken up sentences that we're speaking to each other, in maybe 10 years, we will know each other pretty well. But to have un- yeah. the time with girlfriends <laughs> now having kids, it's amazing to just say like, wow, there's no one like pulling on me or crying or asking for a snack. I can just really listen and I, and you can hear me. It's, it is yeah. it's medicine in so many ways to my soul. I love that. Well, Lindsay, I'm so grateful for you for the ways that you just display the glory of God, even through a very interesting and weird medium like Instagram. And so um, thank you for the ways that you are intentional with that. And would you just pray for 
the women who love Jesus and the women who might not yet, or maybe used to that are listening, would you Mm -hmm. just end us by praying? That would be. Absolutely. God, we love you so much. And we pray that you would help us to fathom just even in a small amount, like how crazy wildly in love you are with us because we can only truly love you back when we see how Mm -hmm. much you love us and your love is irresistible. When we know your love, we cannot help but love you back. So God, I pray that you would reveal to each and every person who's listening to this podcast, the great love that you have for them the love that is unconditional, that isn't dependent on what they do or what they don't do or anything other than just the fact that you created them and you thought this world would be better with them in it. I pray, God, that you would um, show us your love and just transforms us, God, that changes us, that um, literally sets us on a new path in our life, God. I pray for just anyone listening that might not know you, God, would they especially encounter your presence right now? Would your presence fill the room where they are, um, that they would just feel the warmth of your love from their head to their toes and that, um, that they would decide today to respond Mm -hmm. to your love. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Lindsay, thank you. Bless your family and your husband for being with with your kids so we could talk. I know this will bless people, but we are grateful for you. Guys, don't you just think the world of this girl? I know I do. And what a cool prayer and an ending thought to just think about the fact that we are created by a God who thought the world would be better with us in it. That you specifically were created because God said, you know what would make the world better? This girl. You know what would make the world better? This guy. And I'm just going to carry that into the rest of my day today and know a little bit more, a smidge more of the love that Jesus has for me. And just like we said at the end of last episode and what Lindsay touched on so beautifully, the way that we love Jesus and the way that we do this thing well is by knowing more of the love that he has for us. And so I'm echoing her prayer that you will rest in the knowledge of God's love, that he would reveal even more of that to you today. And as a result, we would love Jesus better and we would love Jesus more. I think that could really change the world, you guys. Women who love Jesus, yeah, that's probably the ticket. So I'm on board and I hope you are too. Thanks for joining us and I can't wait to see you next week.